Welcome to Mouthing Off with Olivia. Hey guys, it's Olivia Caridi from The Bachelor, the girl with probably the biggest mouth you've ever seen. But now I'm using my huge mouth to talk really smart things with my favorite reality stars, influencers, YouTubers, you name it. They're going to mouth off too. Bam. This is Mouthing Off with Olivia. Hey guys, this is Michelle Money. Hi. Hey, one of my, I hate using the word villain, but for the sake of, you know, the word, I'll put uh, one of my favorite villains and someone that I, it turns out upon researching, like we were very similar. Yeah. Like very similar, very aggressive, very assertive. I like to say confident. (laughs) You can call it what you'd like. I I agree with that. You had the excuse, and we're not really the excuse, but you had the reason of like, I left my daughter. I'm going to get after it. I was kind of just like, I'm going to get after it because. Because why wouldn't you get after it? Because I'm going to get after it. Um, But regardless, I just had Ashley on from Brad's season. So now. I saw that. Yeah. I saw that. So this is really exciting to have another brad season um because as i said brad will always be my favorite bachelor even though ashley said he had a wrinkly neck it's funny i don't recall his neck he didn't have a wrinkly neck to your opinion i don't remember his neck being wrinkly (laughs) we'll have to bring ashley in on this i wish i knew how to do that That's hilarious. No, Spidey is the best, man. Spidey is one of like, she's one of the chicks that like, she's like a girl's girl. She's one of those girls that like has your back forever. She's been such a great friend throughout the years. It's funny because, you know, it's been like, gosh, has it been like seven years? I feel like it's been forever. And I feel like it has. And I was so young when I watched that, which like not. I know I say that and it probably sounds offensive, but I just mean that no, like I was I still was in the mode of like being this young girl who loved watching the show. That's how I was when I was watching you. And now I'm That's talking so to you. Funny. This is like a fan moment for me. But what I want to say is when I asked Ashley um, about how kind of everyone got along in the house, she said that that everybody really liked you or that she really Aww. liked you. You know, it's funny. Like I was friends with everyone. Yeah. I was, I, I thought I was. <laughs> well, until you watch it back so and you're funny. like, oh. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was one of those situations where like what actually happened and what, I love that you're drinking white wine because so am I. So oh, cheers. thank goodness. Cheers. Cheers. We're, cheers. we're, um, by the way, we're FaceTiming each other. Um, I wish we could be in person together. I by know. the way, I live, I live in Seattle now and we have a direct flight. I work for Delta. We have a direct flight to Salt Lake. So technically speaking, I should have flown to you, but. Uh, well, we just need to make that happen. We do. We will make it really happen. It's a very easy flight for me. But, um, but yeah, she said that you were her favorite and that you got along with everyone. I didn't necessarily feel like I got along with everyone, but I definitely was surprised when I'm watching it air and seeing what people said versus how I felt things were going while we were filming, you know? Totally. You know, what's funny is like, I think back to that time in my life where like I had, I grew up in like the Mormon church, which mm-hmm. is like super conservative. And um, I, I'd been married for five years. I got divorced. I had my daughter and I'd left the Mormon church. And I kind of was like, 
feeling like freedom and Mm -hmm. feeling like super ready to like just tackle life. And I was really um, uh, like, secure with myself more so than I should have been. And, but, but to my defense, like I, I grew up very sheltered, like super sheltered. So when I showed up on the show, um, on, on the bachelor, like I was like overly confident Mm. and it's funny how, like when the second you walk through the door and you see all the other girls there, you're like, Oh, turns out I'm not so confident. (laughs) Turns Turns out out I should not be confident at all. Like, it was a weird, weird thing for me to, like, all of a sudden be feeling like, I don't know, like, insecure and jealous. And it was weird. But it was it was really good for me. Mm -hmm. But but that being said, like, um, it was hard because a lot of the things that played out on the show were not, like, accurate to what happened at all. So it was hard to, you know, the girls that got sent home before me. Um, they, they just saw the, the edited version. Right. And so they're basing, they're basing their opinion off of the same edited version that the viewer watches. And so they're making judgments. So it was funny because while I was there, I felt like I was friends with people and then women tell all happened and you're like, Oh, turns out everyone doesn't love me. Well, it was, it was, I, I felt the same way. And I remember going into women tell all, and I knew that I was about to get roasted. I knew You know, that I had thought, though, I was really surprised by the amount of women who, like, weren't even there while the the gist of all of this was going down, had all of these opinions about me. And I was like, wait, you weren't even there. But then then I remembered, like, a lot of these people are probably auditioning for Paradise. Exactly. You know, a lot of these people who went home early, they have to make their case for why they should be on Paradise. So... In fact, I had a few of the girls like confess to me, like they actually felt really bad. And they were told, the producers told them like if they spoke up, they could be on, because for us it was Bachelor Pad, right? Mm -hmm. It wasn't Paradise, it was Bachelor Pad. And um, like apologizing to me and you're like, wow, too little, too late, but sure, I'll take that. Oh my God, the same shit happened to me. I remember this one moment, I don't even remember who it was, but I mean, I got roasted and I was really shocked that this person roasted me because I was like, we did barely even spoke, but she, we finish it, we go sit down, like break or whatever. And she looks at me and she goes, hey, sorry, like the producers asked me to be really vocal so that I can go on Paradise. And I remember just being like, thinking like did they have a gun to your head that whole time yeah nobody makes you do anything no nobody makes you do anything and that's the thing that's hard is like you know fast forward to you know um my personal story that I never opened up about until the last few years was I placed a son for adoption Mm -hmm. when I was 15 years old I got pregnant had a had a son at 16 years old and um you know I was when I was on my women tell all like I was so mortified and so sad and so ashamed because I was so worried that like my son and his family were like gonna see this mm-hmm. and think that I was this bad person and this like people you don't really know what's going on in someone's life and right. for you to say like oh the producers asked me to do this that and the other it's like girl you better check yourself like you have no clue what you're doing to people's reputation, their lives, the lives of the people that love them. And like, for me, it was like, 
for them to like claim that I was a bad mom was like, I mean, I still think that I have like a little PTSD from that situation. Like truly I have a little bit of like PTSD. I, yeah. I talked about this with a friend the other day where I was like, and and you did a couple shows afterwards, which I do want to ask about as well, but you know, I, I'm a one and done. I'll never do another show, but I'm just, sometimes I worry that this like PTSD that I have from this whole experience will just like stay with me forever. Like I still three years later have so much anxiety, like going in public and someone might even just be looking at me because I don't know, they're looking at me, but I think, Oh my God, they're looking at me because they recognize me. And then they're probably talking shit about me. And it's like this, this constant, Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm, I don't want it to affect me the way that it does, but like it freaking does. Okay. You need to take my course. I do. We're going to, yeah. And it will help you. When I, after, after my, after I went through the shows, bachelor, bachelor pad, bachelor in paradise, whatever, like I wanted so badly to connect with women on a deeper level. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, I don't know if you remember my ex-boyfriend Cody from Mm -hmm. bachelor in paradise. So he had started these like 30 day workout things and 30 days to like getting in shape. And while we were together, I like saw him really connecting with these people. I was like, this is so cool. I want to do a 30 day thing. And, um, what I wanted to really do was like help women find their confidence again. Cause I've gone through, I went through all of this stuff. Right. And so I, I, I didn't think women would want that from me. I thought they wanted makeup stuff. Because that's the majority of the questions I got asked was like, how do you do your makeup, your hair, whatever. So I was like, fine, I'll do like a, a makeup course. So um, I launched this course and found out very quickly that most women were actually really suffering from like feeling less than and feeling insecure and not feeling like the makeup stuff is all fluff, right? The makeup stuff is all just Completely. masking, masking the real issue. So so I um, decided to like sit down and put some thought into like how I worked through these insecurities. And I came up with what I call now the money method. And so it's based off of my last name. Mm-hmm. And the M stands for mind your own business. And I'm going to go, I want to just really quickly talk about like yeah. what, I, what I say when I mean that, what, what I mean, excuse me, when I say that is what other people think of you has nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. Nothing. It has everything to do with that person. And it goes both ways, right? Like what you think of someone else has everything to do with you and nothing to do with that person. Mm -hmm. And so I really dive deep into that one principle of like, and that's what really helped me pull out of this funk of like thinking that people were judging me. Cause at the end of the day, like you can, you can love me. You can hate me. It's none of my business. That's your business, bro. Like has nothing to do with me. Right. So, so then the O of the money method is own your truth. The N stands for now is where your power is. And I'm such a big believer in, um, the power of the present moment and really getting still and really being here in the now. And then the E stands for every single thought matters. And the Y is you choose happiness and it's a choice, right? So, so this method is what I started teaching to these women and I implemented it into a makeup course as well. But I'm so passionate about this message of really helping women because it strips away 
all the BS and gets you to like the core yeah. of who you are. And then you can do something with that. Right. Yeah. So I've been on my own journey. I would love to, to do your course as well, because I was actually talking to a girlfriend of mine the other night, um, recently moved to Seattle. Um, it's, I mean, it's been like a pretty brutal three years since doing the show. Um, and right. I, it's not to say that the show like caused my depression or whatever, cause, cause I had it before then, but it definitely like amplified yeah. it and it made me feel really shitty about myself. And, uh, since moving here, like I've, I've felt better than I've felt forever. And maybe right. it's because like I'm getting outside and I'm, you know, being in nature and I'm like dating and I'm making great friends and it's really fun. But, um, you know, like there's, for me, it's my problem is, is dating. I see my worth in other people. And for me, I find myself consistently single and I think, woe is me. Woe is me. What's wrong with me? Wait, let me ask you something. What do you mean when you say I find my worth in other people? What do you mean? I mean that like, you know, there's parts of me that's like, oh, my shit is together and I'm so great. But I always think I'm single. No one wants me. So I must not be that great. Got it. And that's my problem. And that's something that I have to work on. And I'm not, I, I like, I, I just have to get to the point where I can look in the mirror and be like, this is me. I'm great. This is a question I think all women should ask themselves is what, percentage of your waking moments your energy goes towards caring about what other people think of you and the answer is like for most women really staggering like the numbers really really big and right. it's and it has been for me and what I'm hearing is that you're putting too much weight in what other people think of you totally when the truth of the matter is who you are is perfect who you are is is you are unconditional love the essence of who you are the essence of who all of us are our love and mm -hmm. it's all this other stuff dude that we like take on that is so debilitating to like getting to our source and, totally. and like our soul and so it starts with recognizing that you have a problem mm -hmm. you care yeah. too much about what other people think and we all do so it's like what do you do about that well in my opinion you take you apply the money method to it and it breaks it down it gets you to the core of the issue but Girl, you are a freaking catch. You are, you would make any man so happy. So like, that's what's so hard is like, you have to feel that within yourself. No one yeah. can tell you that. Yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm on the way and I'm closer than I've ever been since moving here. But I, I have my moments where, um, and, and I'm, I think so many women do. And that's like part of the reason I think people listen to my podcast is because I'm very open about, you know, the I fact it. that. Like, I don't have my shit together. I'm not perfect. Yes. And we're figuring it out together right here in this moment. Um, but yeah, I want to, I want to do your course and I want the women listening who might be struggling with the same thing or something else to also well, try the money method, you know, we'll get the quick, we'll get the quick plug out of the way. So yeah, we can do it. And we'll do it at I'm the offering, end too. I'm offering your followers $10 off with the code Olivia. So Oh, great. I didn't even know that. Awesome. Yes. Yay. Go to Michelle Money. Go to michellemoney.com and go to my courses and sign up for the Master Your Money Look. You'll learn how to look beautiful, and but more, more importantly, you'll feel, feel it. 
Okay, so my ladies out there, how sick are you of blisters and sore knees from wearing uncomfortable shoes all day long? So when it comes to shoes, I have this belief personally that I don't think style has to mean zero comfort. I used to sacrifice comfort for the style of my shoes, but not anymore. And that's because I'm getting comfort and style with Rothy's shoes. So Rothy's is the everyday flat for life on the go. They're stylish, classic, comfortable. They come in all fashion styles. So they have the flat, the point, and the loafer. There's so many color patterns and they're always updating their lineup every few weeks. And by the way, they always sell out. I'm just saying. They're sustainable also, so I feel good about wearing them because they're made from recycled plastic water bottles. And somehow they're still the softest shoe I've ever worn on my feet. They're also machine washable, which is huge because, let's face it, our feet sweat. It's gross to admit, but it's true. So at my job every day at Delta, I have to be on my feet for hours at a time. So when I'm at work, I wear the black solid version of the Rothy's flat. I also have uh, the olive camo loafer on my off days when I'm getting a little creative. And my sister was just listening to me recording this and she goes, oh my God, I have Rothy's too. So Paige, what Rothy's do you wear? Um, I wear them religiously and it's the black pointed ones. I wear them to work every single day and they can transfer to going out. Believe it or not, they can. How comfortable are they? It's like pillows. <laughs> so, so there you go. I have them. My sister wears them to work and finance all the time. So I want you guys to check these out online. What we're talking about, the olive camo loafer, the black solid version of the flat loafer. Uh, we love our Rothy's. Paige loves them. I know that you guys will too. So right now, Rothy's has an amazing deal for my mouthing off listeners. And my sister is really pissed that she uh, didn't get to use this. So you guys use the code Olivia. You'll get free shipping. There's no minimum cost. That is totally free shipping, free returns and exchanges on your Rothy's shoes, even though I know you guys won't be returning them. So go to rothys.com. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S.com. You can enter the promo code Olivia. You'll get your cute shoes and you'll get free shipping. It's a no-brainer. Shoes, they're comfortable, stylish, sustainable. Can't even talk. Sustainable. Also free shipping. My sister and I both love them. So get yourself a pair today. That's rothys.com. That's the promo code Olivia. Make sure to get this deal, you guys, by the way, while it lasts. Paige, tell everyone they need to get this deal. <laughs> Don't make my mistake and buy them while they're cheaper. <laughs> get them this second. Well, I, I was going to talk about for the money method. There's also the look portion, not in the mm-hmm. inside, but on the outside. And you have the best brows I've ever seen in my life. Oh, my God. Thank you. They're oh my God. stupid good. Thank you for thanks for noticing. Your brows are bomb too. Oh, thanks. Well, micro needling. I we're no microblading. I get micro needling too. Um, it's the best thing ever. And I was actually just thinking that I wanted some more because I'm an addict. I know you only need it like once a year, but I could get it like every six months. It's really bad. I love it. I I've never done the microblading. I actually have my brows tattooed, but you do. I still, okay. Well, I still fill them in though, and that's the trick. Regardless I mean, I fill of- mine too, and I have microblading. <laughs> Well, that's the thing is that even if you, whether you have microblading or not, you still need to learn how to fill in your brows. Mm -hmm. And that's what, it's one of the, it's one of the best courses in my course is the course that talks about how to fill in your brows. And it's so powerful. And the outer stuff is actually really, 
it, the makeup stuff brings confidence, yeah. right? Like when you can walk into a room and you are like secure in the fact that like your brows look bomb and your concealer's on point and your lipstick, like that brings confidence. Yeah. Absolutely. And and then you can forget about yourself and you can like serve others and love on other people and be present. And you're not so in your head about like, oh my gosh, how yeah. does my eyeliner look? Right. I used to say, actually, I was just telling, I like, so I just dated a guy who um, made me feel more beautiful than I've ever felt with like little to no makeup on. And I was someone who like, I used to wear so much makeup and admittedly someone just messaged me about this the other day on my DM saying, Oh, you said on a podcast recently that you wear false eyelashes every day, which I used to do. I used to glue on fake eyelashes every day, which there's nothing wrong with that. But I used to feel so, um, like naked without like big false yes. lashes. And then I hate, I, it's not even like that you know, because he loved my face naked that I, but because I learned to just wear less, now I wear less all the time. And I'm just like obsessed with the way that I look now that I look at photos of myself with like big caked on makeup. And I'm like, why did I do that? Why? Because I think, I think as women, we get in like these funks with our makeup. Like we think we look bomb. And then it's like, you, you try something different and you're like, oh, yeah, this actually yeah. looks really good. Totally, and that's it's such a and that's a fun little because I actually think Olivia that women should learn. I think all women should know how to glue on a set oh, of lashes. Totally agree. Like it is one of those things that like if you have an event, if you have something you're going to, and you know how to glue those lashes on, it will you it it's just bomb. Like you look so bomb. But but yeah, like you said, it's funny how like we get and we go through like cycles with makeup. We totally do. We go through yeah. cycles with brows too. Like my mom, oh. my mom growing up, she was like, she wanted us to be fun and experiment, but she was like, if you fuck with your brows, I will kill you. Like, Shut up. Was, I love your mom. Oh my God. She made a little evolution of her brows, like a no. timeline. And she took pictures because, because she had terrible brows, but she said, look, you can stay up past your curfew you know, if you have a beer before you're 21, I'm not going to kill you. But if you take a tweezer and you destroy your brows, you're done. You're she done. sounds like my soul sister. She's the she best. Sounds like but like I was always so afraid to touch my brows. But, you know, right. sometimes I see bad brows and that yeah. they really do shape a face. It's unbelievable. And if you don't know how to fill in your brows, take my course. Because yes. you will learn all the details, like the little things you need to know it's so about important. filling them in. Because it does. It really does create confidence. But it's just really funny because, like, I used to wear so much makeup and, and I thought I looked so good. And I look at pictures of myself and I'm like, oh. And then oh. <laughs> now yeah. at work... Like I'll, I'll wear what I'm wearing today. So just a little, you know, under eye, some mascara, some eyeshadow. I have gotten more compliments about, oh, your eyes are so beautiful or yeah. wow, you're so pretty. And I've, it's amazing night and day, the difference. And I'm not, I'm not saying you shouldn't wear makeup and you shouldn't like, but I used to just think that the only way to look pretty was to yes. just look like I was wearing night makeup all day long. And, and now I'm just so obsessed with like a great brow and, yes. and just maybe like a little contour or something, which yeah. I'm learning how to do. You teach that too, right? Contour. Contouring, not is one of, contouring is one of those things that I don't necessarily promote because I don't think women 
need to change the shape of their face. Right. I think that's a whole separate like course in and of itself that maybe one day I'll develop. But like, I don't like the idea of teaching women how to like make their nose look thinner. Like I like, like just embrace your nose. Yeah. You like your nose is beautiful. Like, but I do love, I love contouring on occasion. Mm-hmm. I think there's, it's really powerful. I like the and cheek. Can, yeah. Maybe it's more when like I, I end up bronzing and then putting a little highlight or something to totally. just like show like a little cheek. Um, For sure. But I learned how to contour before The Bachelor. Like I, I had no idea really how to, to do that. I just was oh, like awesome. all over bronze and then I looked like a bronze, you know, whatever. <laughs> it, bronze status. I, my oh. makeup has been an evolution, truly. It really Same, has. Girl. Same. <laughs> but look at us. We're like very simple and we both look really good. I know things. I, wish I think we, we do we too. We look really, really good. <laughs> I wish we were together and we could I take a too. selfie so that I the know. listeners could see how good we look. I'll fly, to, <laughs> I, I'll fly to Salt Lake. I mean, literally, if I took a night flight, we could meet up. Oh my up. gosh, it girl, don't great. tease me. Can I ask you something? Yeah. Um. So I know that you've talked a little bit about like mental health yeah. stuff. Um, okay, so I went through a similar like, well, so I've been on antidepressants like my whole life. Okay. okay? And then um, this last year, I was like, I don't want to take this stuff. I don't know why I'm taking it anymore. I was taking two antidepressants, okay. and I was also taking Vyvanse, which is kind of like Adderall, and it gives you energy and focus. Anyway, I <laughs> I weaned off okay. all of those, also took out my IUD, and like was like, I'm going to get clean I'm gonna get like mm-hmm. I don't want to I don't want to rely on these things yeah and um and it sucked so bad it was the worst suckiest thing of my life but I did it mm-hmm. and like I got off of it and I was like okay so this is like my new life now right um and my like finding my groove again and it was, it took a lot of like swallowing my pride, but I ended up getting back on my Wellbutrin, which okay. I like really struggled with like back and forth with like, should I do this? Should I not do this? And, and I did it and I'm so glad I did. Yeah. And so now I'm like, I like lovingly put the Wellbutrin into my mouth every day. I'm like, God bless you. I, bless. I thank you every day. <laughs> but um, did you ever go through something like that? Like, have you been through like have you, do you take medication? I think it's something we're talking about because I think there's a lot of stigmas around it, but I'm a big believer in like, like if you're going to take an antidepressant, like, like knowing why you're taking it and lovingly taking it versus like, I don't want to be taking this and I shouldn't be taking this. And I, and being at battle with it. I, that's a great question. And I think it's something I've been thinking about with you know, couple of the suicides that have come up, mm-hmm. you know, lately. Um, obviously, totally. it happens all the time. But when it's these A-list people, people right. start really talking about it, which I'm grateful that people are talking about mental health. But um, I, after the show, I started taking antidepressants solely because, like, I could not get out of bed. Yeah, um, yeah. And it was really bad. And and I was, a, I had dark thoughts. They did sometimes get suicidal. So I was like, I'm going to try something. And then I also got um, 
some trazodone. I'm not sure if you've heard of that, but I couldn't sleep. So I, I okay. took, it wasn't like an Ambien that knocked me out, but it was like an anti-anxiety that helped me to sleep. Okay. So I took that for like a year and a half and I mean, my whole, it, it all was, was good after that. Like I could wake up Go in ahead. the morning, I could get up, I could function. Um, but I'm always like trying to better myself. And so a year and a half after the show, I could find myself like calming down a little bit, being able to like function normally. So I, I started weaning off. Um, and for me, like it was awful at first. Oh my God. Like it was, yeah. it was like, you know, your any withdrawal from anything, you know, you're, you got yeah. used to having this like support and then all of a sudden you have to fight your own battle every day. Um, but like, after a year, I, I'm not on anything right now and I'm okay, but there are those days where like I do as depression happens or like anxiety or whatever, like I have those days that I'm just not good, but there's so few and far between that I feel like I don't want to jump back on. Yeah. But I, I've always thought like, for me, there's no shame in saying like, I need an antidepressant. There's literally no shame in it. And, and it wasn't even a matter for me of like, I'm going to take this. Like I knew that this pill that I'm taking is literally keeping me alive because, and, or, or it's helping me sleep or it's like, I'm never going to shame someone who needs a pill in the morning. And I think I was shaming myself. Like I, when I was, I, I, I was not, I hated that I took it. Yeah. And, and so my battle with it was like, I, I don't want to be taking this. And so anyway, I love that you, I love where you're at with that. Yeah. Like I, I I need, I need, I need to have these conversations sometimes because I, I literally get so many messages in my inbox and sometimes I, I can't even answer. So like, I'm hoping that everyone listens to this, but, um, I'm not on them right now. Trust me. There are days I wish I was. Um, yeah, it's not like, and if you get back on them, that is so okay. That's yeah. I guess the main message is like, I, I think that when you know why you need something and because I've been taking it for so long, yeah. I mean, I started taking it after I placed my son for adoption. So I was, I was six, which is really traumatic old. and probably yes. necessary. Yeah. 20 years. Okay. So 20 yeah. years I've been taking, um, fluoxetine. And so I didn't even know why I was taking it anymore. Yeah. And so it took going off of it to realize like, Oh, cool. Okay. So this that's is what that does. That's <laughs> what that does for me. <laughs> so yeah, I love that you're open about your story. I don't, I, there's not a lot oh, of God. people that really I have to be. And it's really interesting it. because I don't think I've ever really had like a true villain on my podcast. And I, I literally hate that word, by the way, because I do too. And I it, think it, it's, it's the really, dumbest. It makes me like, I start. I know. I'm like sweating right now saying the word villain because I just think it's really stupid. But well, and especially at the core of who you are, you know, that is not who no. you are. And, and, and not only is it not who you are, like when you take someone's entire, like you were on the show for how many weeks? I was, it was like a month total, a month yeah. and a week or something. And you take some little edited version of mm-hmm. that 24 seven, like you can turn anyone into a villain. Absolutely. You can freaking anyone. anyone. And this is what bugs me is it's the confident woman that puts themselves out there that has like, that has drive and has like yeah. ambition. And it's like, it's so easy to edit that. 
into someone who's arrogant and cocky and and out to get other women and it's yeah. bullshit. It's just funny because even like I've done one show, I've done nothing since my season. I think that I've proven to people or at least I don't feel like I need to prove myself to anyone really, but by just by listening and watching how I live, like I've pro- you know proven that that's yeah, not totally. an accurate representation of me but even today at work like someone comes into the sky club and occasionally people recognize me and they said oh are you that girl from the show and I said yeah and and this woman goes you're the troublemaker right and I just was kind of (sighs) like so of course I always just say yes because that's the easiest like way of just getting out of the conversation but something that I've I want to ask you that I get asked a lot And it's, you know, every season is different. So I hate to speak for other people, but people always say, did you know that you were going to be the villain? And I'm like, okay, did like the producers and I sit down and shake hands and say, yes, I agree that I'm going to be the villain. No, like never. It never happened. Did, could I say that while I was filming or while we were filming that like, Eh, it didn't go great for me. Yeah, I can say that. But none of no, like there was no agreement that no. my footage was going to look worse than everyone else's or anything well, not like only, that. Not only is there no agreement, there is so much manipulation that goes into what they're trying to create. Mm. Brad loves how confident you are. He thinks it's so sexy. I think that like you guys need to find more time together. Like when we were in Costa Rica, it's like Brad wants more time with you. Um, what could you do to get more time with him? Grab and him first. Yes. And so it's like, you know, oh, you want to have more time with him? If you want to, if you want to talk to him tonight on the group date, this is the only time you have. I'll let you go talk to him right now if, if you want to, but you can only do it now. So then it's like, listen, I got a kid at home, man. Like, I want to know if this is like, and regardless of whether you have, you have a life, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's, it's not so much that there's this like, you know, like agreement, but you actually think that the producers are on your side and they, they create, (laughs) they create this, um, the illusion that you are the one Brad or whoever your bachelor has been is, is into and that, mm-hmm. and to play up on the things that they want you to play up on so that they can use that to edit you into something totally different. In a way, an expansion of what you say, people say, um, was it scripted? And I always say it's not scripted. No, they don't force you to do anything, but these producers make a really good argument as to why you should do things. Yes. And you don't know at the moment, what those things will mean until you watch it unfold. So, hey, you should grab Ben, grab Brad, because he's really into you. Well, he's probably not into you, into me, but if you do so, I can take this footage, make you look like a crazy person, and then all the girls will talk shit about you, which you don't know is going to happen. No, you have no idea. so there's all these things. They're taking the girls into their interviews and they're like, can you believe that Michelle went and interrupted Ashley while she was in her, and you're just like, you, you sit and watch the show back and you're like, holy shit. It's so manipulated. So when people ask me that, is it scripted? I say, no, but it's very produced. Very. It is very manipulated and very produced. 
And um, the thing that really bothers me about this, um, I don't know if you Ashley Airbar's season, yeah. The Bachelorette after mine, and Ashley and um, Bentley were like really Rocky. had a thing, right? They had a they had a thing, but like he was act, talking crap about her and saying that he wanted to be with Emily Maynard. Mm-hmm. This was back in the day. Anyway, Bentley's a friend of mine, and he got one of the most awful edits I've Horrible. ever seen. Horrible. And come to find out, because he's a friend of mine, like, they would be asking him questions about, like, his ex-wife. And he would be talking about his ex-wife. And they would use that edit as if they were talking about Ashley. Or about Ashley. About Ashley. Oh, because he had a rocky relationship with his ex-wife. Yes. Mm. And so this is the stuff, like, fortunately, Bentley is a smart man and he's been able to pull out of it. But this is the stuff that ruins people's lives, ruins their careers. It ruins their, you know, I mean, it's, it can be so damaging. And I think that ever since that season, um, because Bentley, I think tried to sue them. It was so bad. I mean, the, the edit was so atrocious. Yeah. Um, I think they've toned it down just a smidge. Like, I think that they've toned it down a little bit because. Well, and I think also on another hand, People are coming on the show realizing that being the villain can still propel them to right. huge. And and I, I do believe more than ever that this show gets less and less authentic every season. Totally. A hundred percent. And so these people who used to be villains who were actually probably really just wholesome, confident people who unfortunately yeah. just got the shit at it. Now it's just becoming like a damn show. Yeah. And like who can come on and just be the most and have insane. The light, yeah. And then make it on Bachelor in Paradise. A hundred percent. Oh, but get, here's what yeah. you you say that and I wanna ask you. So you chose to go on Bachelor Pad right after your season, right? Well, I did that because <clears throat> it, that was a really hard decision for me. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I did it was because they promised me that they'd make it up to me. But okay. So that was my question. So, so they're obviously really wanted you on, of course. Well, they brought, they actually flew me out to LA about being, to talk. Do you think that like from the edit you've given me that you could like, I mean, they were messing with me like the whole time they're messing with me. Yeah. And I think that, I think they did that, um, to let me know, like, we love you. We actually think you're amazing. And like, I don't think they really wanted me to, to be the bachelorette. I think they wanted me to do bachelor pad. Oh, so they, they, okay. So you, you dropped out a little bit. They flew you out to, to interview for bachelorette. Yeah. To be the bachelorette. And, oh. but I think in hindsight, the only reason they did that was to lift was you back up to make you feel like, to make me feel like I could trust them again to then go on bachelor pad. And they could never give me anything in writing, but they did promise. They, they flew my mom and my dad and my daughter, Brielle, out every other weekend. Actually, no, it was every weekend. They flew them out every weekend while filming because I was like, I'll do this. If you do this, this, and this, I'll do this for you. You are kidding me. Yeah. And That's so I'm incredible. Like, I couldn't get anything in writing, though. Nothing could oh, be no. in writing. No. But like... I did um, just have a gut feeling about doing Bachelor Pad. It was a very like, 
I wanted to kind of get my like, like, I wanted people to see who I really was. And at that point, it was like, it can't get worse than this. So shit, man. I mean, we might as well just do this. I mean, and I'm so glad I did. Yeah, I they, of course, were like, really pushy. Oh, yeah. First season around they were they didn't fly me out for bachelorette anything, but they had their big men on campus, their big producers calling me constantly saying, hey, hey, hey. We never even got to the point where it was like, but I mean, they were saying, if you come, we'll, we'll redeem you. We'll make you look really good and all this stuff. But yeah, I kept saying either put it in writing or pay me a million dollars. (laughs) Right. Which they wouldn't do either. I know. So I said, you fuck off basically is what I said. But, um, for your, yeah, I mean, that's interesting that you say your gut said it would be for me. My gut was like, no. Which is so, you have to honor that. Yeah. And like, I always say my gut is the smartest person in the world. Yeah. Um, it always yeah. knows. It always knows. Um, yeah. So yeah, and I don't regret not going, but I always wondered because it was so freaking hard for me. And I'm assuming yeah. with any villain that they really want you on. And, um, you know, it, it it was just always this crazy thing for me of, of going back on. It's so different when you got a shitty edit. Yeah, it's so different. It really is. It's terrifying. But this is what's, this is what's interesting, Olivia, is like people remember you. you All know the what time. I mean? like, and, and do they remember the other girls that were on the show? No. Like, And that's what's so interesting and crazy and weird is like, why is it that the nice, sweet, polite, respectful girls are forgotten? And the girls that get turned into something that are like obnoxious over the top overly confident like it's an interesting in this world of like women empowerment right yep it's like it's this interesting like um realization of like is that what it takes to really be known and seen and heard do you have to have do you have to be this like over the top like and especially when it's completely unintentional like it's not like I went on and was like can't wait to look like a crazy turd you know I mean so so, there were so many amazing women on my season of Mm -hmm. the show that like that that people forgot about you forget about right like and it's just like it's so interesting how as a viewer like that's what the viewers want that's what we're watching that's what we're tuning into that's what the audience wants to see that's Mm -hmm. like you know but it's but in a way how do you feel truly about the fact that assertive women in many ways it's a it's a villainizing thing I mean you don't see assertive women who look great on The Bachelor no why is that it well and that's unless they are the bachelorette right right you know, like, but it's so funny how people, it, it all depends on how it's edited because, you know, for example, someone like I'm not watching Becca season mostly because I don't have cable. It's not like an anti Becca <laughs> thing. I just work and I have, I don't have cable. I, I'm not really um, either girl, but she's someone, everyone says, go Becca, like female empowerment. You are assertive. Get what you want. It's like they support it when it's convenient and it fits the right narrative. But when it's a girl who, for example, you, I have a kid at home. So if this isn't working, I'm going to go, but I need to get this time so that I can see if it's working. You're a villain, but 
if it's a different narrative or if there's different it's, music behind it, if there's rosy music, ha, 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 then it's fine. This is what, so this is what's funny is I hate that like I'll watch the show. Like I watched this last um, episode and the, the drama, there's this guy named Jordan who's like super overly model confident. guy. Yeah. I, model, I watched right? Twitter. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So like, but the truth of the matter is, is like, I want him on the show for the whole season because what comes out of his mouth Hilarious. is so entertaining and so atrocious that right. you're like, don't ever leave because the rest <laughs> of the show is so boring. Totally. It's so predictable. Which is why right? people remember people like you and me. I know. I know. And so you just get to the point. I'm just to the point where I'm like, you know what? I have learned so much about myself. Like, regardless of what anyone thinks of me, regardless of what people assume that I am or am not, what I have learned as an individual, as a woman, as a, as just a human from the experiences, from all the shows I've done are, are life changing. I wouldn't take it back for the world. I actually think when you are able, like, like, it's kind of like when you're able to become the villain of a show like The Bachelor, like, it's like taking the fast track towards getting like figuring out that what other people think of you has nothing to do with you. Like I gained a confidence. I gained this knowing that I never would have gained otherwise by just having millions of humans assume that I was someone that I wasn't like, you have to sit down with that and, and say, am I going to let this determine my value? Am I going to like keep this, like, let this keep me in bed every day. Or am I going to just go out and say, you know, with love mm-hmm. and you can judge me, you can hate me, you can love me. It doesn't have anything to do with me. And so I'm so grateful that I learned that and whatever it took to learn that. Are we both grateful that we were villains? I feel grateful. I mean, I do. And yeah. it's, it's, it's taken me a long time to get there. But I, I actually, I never thought about it that way. And I'm so glad that you bring that up. But I do wonder how my worldview would have been different had I been America's sweetheart. Right. Well, and this is what it does. If at some point in every woman's life, I do think you get to this place where you have to look yourself in the mirror and say, like, who am I? Mm-hmm. What, like, what is my purpose? What am I doing here on planet earth? Like, what do I, who am I? And for one reason or another, it's always the hard stuff that we go through that helps us figure that out quicker. Yeah. And you can either, you can either let yourself like, like get caught up in like and absorbed in like what other people think of you, Mm -hmm. or you can step into the truth of who you are. And that is where your power is. That's mm-hmm. where when you can start living your life, not, not caring so much about what other people think of you and living your life authentically because, because, and, and caring about what your, what God thinks about you, mm-hmm. what source of energy thinks about you, whatever that is for you. Like you will start living the most authentic, beautiful, enriched life that you can't even imagine. And it comes from this authentic place of just love. Like, you can, like you don't like me, bro. That's cool. That's great. How are, I like, don't how are care. you? <laughs> like I'm has nothing to do with me. I never, so, I never thought of it that way. But that's really interesting. And in many ways, I do feel in this moment like I got the right role. 
Mm-hmm. Well, and Olivia, like what is so cool is women all over the world can relate to you to some degree mm-hmm. and to both of us, people who are judging us run into someone at the mall and you just got off a phone call with your mother-in-law who's telling you you're not parenting right. And then you run into to someone and um, you're not the happiest that you've ever been. Mm-hmm. And they assume that you're a bitch now. Like Ooh. women, that's an edited version of their life, right? Like you just got an edited version mm-hmm. of my life. And, and women, this happens all day, every day with women everywhere because we are all just getting edited versions of everyone's life. Completely. You have no idea what people are going through in their life. No one knew that I was like secretly like hoping that I would connect with my son that I placed for adoption mm-hmm. through this show. I mean, my underlying like hope was that I was going to find this guy. I was going to like connect with this man and get married. My son was going to find me. We were going to reconnect and it was going to be this happy ending to this awful part of my life that no one knew about. And so when you have more of a, more of an understanding of what people are going through in their own individual life, like things start making more sense. Mm -hmm. So like people are being villainized every day in their own little way, whether, whether their mother-in-law is doing it or their best friend or their sister or their neighbor or their husband, right? Like we are all, getting villainized and no so- it's actually the like I remember just yesterday I was at work I work at the Delta Sky Club love my job it's great but you know someone comes in and they're like oh my god I love Delta but I just had the worst experience with this one girl who was so mean to me and in that moment I just wanted to say do you have any idea how stressful this job is Yeah, and how often we are called horrible names? And do you know what that girl went through before she got to work today? Yeah. We can never know that. We don't know. And that's why, like, I understand you pay a lot of money to work for a company or you pay a lot of money at this one clothing store. And so you're disappointed when the, the customer service isn't great, but like, People are going through shit and we have no idea what they're going through. Well, and the beautiful thing about that is, is what I believe the work here on earth is, is to learn to love others unconditionally, right? I, to love someone without conditions. I don't need you to change who you are for me to love you. Who you are right now is is worthy of love. And that is my responsibility mm-hmm. to get to a place, a high frank, flying frequency where I can look at you regardless of like how big of an a-hole you're being to me. And I can still say like, I love you. And I'm sorry that you're on this frequency that isn't aligned with love, but like, it doesn't matter. Cause I can see the beauty in you. Yeah. And that's yeah. where the work comes is like, yeah, what other people think of me, has nothing to do with me. But what I think of other people has everything to do with me. So when I'm driving down the street and someone's driving really slow and my initial reaction is like, I mother effort, like that has not, that has everything to do with me. Yeah. Like what frequency am I on? You know, like, 
And, and so when we can take responsibility for right. our emotional state of mind and our emotional reactions and responses to life, you will find the most amazing freedom and love and alignment that is so much more powerful than any, any like or follow or Ugh. like that you'll ever get in life. Crazy. So ah. I think it's, I think it's a, I think it is an actual blessing to be the villain. I can we have a talk to that? I cannot believe. Cheers. I Cheers. cannot believe that in this moment, I feel grateful to be a villain. I'm so glad. Holy shit. You are the most amazing, beautiful <laughs> villain out there too. So you should be extra, extra stoked. It's just your so role. funny because I literally had a question and you kind of just answered it. But I said, I'm going to read it word for word. Do you ever find yourself feeling like you'll always have to prove to people that you're a good person because of the way you looked? And this is something like there's been times where I have had a bad day and someone will have come up. This happened the other day. I was at a brewery and I just wanted to hang with my friends. Right. And like this girl's kind of like she's looking at me funny. She's whispering. I can tell she's talking about me. And. She talks to me and I was just a total bitch, total bitch. And I immediately, my first reaction was, oh my God, I just reinforced what she already thinks of me, which to, proves your point that I care too much about what people think. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and to answer that question is like, no, Olivia, like I don't, I don't feel like I need to prove myself to anyone. Mm. And that only comes from really doing the work, digging deep into your own shit. Because yeah. we, all of this stuff is just, it's layers. You got to remove the layers. And I really think that like when you can get to this place where you actually understand what's, what's going on here, this girl that you think is, that might be talking about, say she is actually talking shit about you. Yeah. That has nothing to do with you. Yeah. It has nothing to do with you and has everything to do with her. Mm -hmm. Because I'll tell you right now, you could have 17 girls all at a table and they're all going to think differently about you. True. And so for you to put any weight into what any of them say actually is insanity. That's the definition of insane because I can't possibly live up to everyone's version of what they think of me. And so when you let that go, when you truly are like, I hope that girl feels better about herself because she's talking shit about me. I mean, really, truly think about it. When you're talking shit about someone, it's making you feel better. Mm. Wouldn't you rather be the person people are talking shit about than be the person talking shit? Absolutely. And so if that's true for you, then be that for people. I'll be that for you, babe. Like if yeah. it makes you feel better... Like, I'll be that for you because I'm confident enough now to sit here and say, like, I know that if you were to spend 30 minutes, not even 30, maybe five, <laughs> you, would, you would actually feel different about who I am. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, when you're just secure enough with, like, you can take me or leave me, babe. Like, I'm – this is who I am and this is my life path and this is this – journey that I'm going on, 
for myself, not to prove anything to you guys. Mm-hmm. There is such power in that. Damn. This got good. And- <laughs> I just have a few years ahead of you. That's all. Like this, you, got, this got really good. You just are, you're just a few years. You're a few seasons behind me. That's it. In many ways, this relates also to, um, my dating journey, which I want to bring up with you because it seems like you had to kiss some frogs to find your current boyfriend. Yes. So many frogs, so many bachelor frogs, so many frogs. Um, and And so so many, yeah. You you posted a photo of Mike, your yeah. boyfriend, who's a golfer. Yeah. By the yeah. way, everyone, we'll talk about how you guys met. But um, yeah. you posted, every girl deserves a Mike. Yeah. And, you know, you probably had to go through a lot of not Mikes to find your yeah. Mike. Totally. So, so what, can you just talk a little bit about kind of the... You know, so many people, I feel like when you go on Facebook or whatever, you see these people getting engaged to the guy that they've dated forever. And it just seemed easy, quote unquote, easy, which it never is. But then there's people like me and maybe you who just had to freaking push through the shit to find your mic. So what do you have to say about that for your fellow females? I think that there's so much... um like dating is so important because you learn so much about yourself. And for me, like, I don't think I would have appreciated Mike had I not dated Cody, for example, or like the guys before Cody, like I have found my person, like my, he is the most emotionally healthy, like stable human. And like, I value that so much now Mm -hmm. That and and it's so interesting how, um, we're not going to find anyone else that's going to love us, or we won't find. It's not, like I might as well just settle for this. When it's mm-hmm. like, it, it would be better to be alone. Yeah, it would be. And women and a lot of people don't realize that, and you have to go through it, and then you get divorced, and you're like, okay, now I get it, which is fine, but um. Like, yeah, I think that putting yourself out there, dating, experiencing different personalities, all that does is it helps you to find more clearly what you want and what you don't want. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't know what you do want until you know what you don't want. And like, I knew after Cody and I split up and after like sitting in this, like, you know, I'm 30, what, I was 35 years old and I had an 11 year old daughter Mm -hmm. And I lived in Utah and I wasn't Mormon. And it was like, there's a real good chance I'm going to be single for the rest of my life. Yeah. But I was fine with that. And the second I was fine with that is when I met Mike. Mm. And that's the beauty about like coming into your own power Mm -hmm. and, and loving and accepting yourself alone without a man without a partner without this like who you are alone is so perfect and when you can can be so confident and self-assured in in like who you are as a soul that seems to be when like magic starts happening and that was exactly what happened for me is like I 
Cody and I had broken up and I was like, I'm going to be alone forever. And I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm okay with that. Like once Brielle graduates from high school, then I'll move out of Utah and then I'll find my person maybe. But then I met Mike and it was, it has, we've been together now for two years and it's been so easy, yeah. Olivia. Like, I don't know. I, I've never been in a relationship that is so easy. Yeah. And when you've experienced that and you value it, you're like, I will never let this go mm-hmm. because this is how relationships. Hmm. We respect each other. And that's the thing that I have found is respect. When you can respect your partner, that that is, I think, what is the foundation of a really healthy relationship. Wow. Respect, right? I almost cried a couple times in that. <laughs> Same. Like, are you going to cry? Maybe. I cried a little bit. No, I mean, it's just really powerful. I, I, it sounds so stupid. I'm 26 years old, so I'm a kid and I get it. And I know you're that. just a baby. I'm a baby. I'm tender. I'm, I'm, I'm seriously, you're 26. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm 11 years older than you. <laughs> but I feel like we're kindred spirits. I do too. I do too. <laughs> so how did but that this happen? Is- this is what's interesting is when you meet someone who is whole themselves yeah, and you are whole, like it is unstoppable, you know, and Mike was married and divorced. I've been married and divorced. And like when you are whole on your own, mm-hmm. it's not two halves make a whole. It's like two holes make, make a, a bad ass. Bigger, like, cool, freaking yes. hole. <laughs> And yes, exactly. <laughs> you make the coolest hole ever. I want to make bubble. a really cool hole with well, someone. Well, and so it, and it starts with uh, like being okay with being alone, being okay yeah. with like this might be if this is what my life is. Like I have to own it, and I have to be okay with it. And I like I don't ever like want to get to this place where I feel like. I, I'm not myself without him. I can't be who I am without him. Like I no, like I am whole with or without him, but I get, I want him in my life. Yeah. And I mean, I'm, I'm, as I said, I'm 26 and I know I'm, I'm super young, but the one thing that I can say is, and I've had conversations, my best friend is, is 30 and she's, you know, single and yeah. we both looked at each other and said, I am where I'm at in my life career wise. I'm so freaking happy with myself right now to the point where yeah. like I have my hobbies. I do what I love. I have my career like I could do what I'm doing forever, whether I have my partner with me or not. Um, and so and in think, that way, like I, I feel think- whole with my career yeah. But I don't know if I'm necessarily whole like with well, me. Here's the deal is that you, because you're such a strong woman and you're mm-hmm. a very powerful, um, like your personality is very dominant. And right. You need a man who's, who is really strong too. Agree. And so a man that, that respects your hard work yeah. and sees how like, confident you are in your career Mm -hmm. is going to be like, is going to look at that and be attracted to it and not be intimidated by it and not be threatened by it. So 
the more you stand and just like, this is who I am, take it or leave it, the better chances you have of, of being attract of that attraction happening with Mm -hmm. the right man. Yeah. Because you don't want to be wasting your time with guys who are threatened by you. No. And you want to be with someone who's like, my freaking girl is the shit. And (laughs) she was a troublemaker on the show. And I love that about her. And she's, you know what I mean? Whatever. It's like, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just so glad we're talking about all this. I know it is. So this might be my favorite episode ever for so many reasons, but, um, no, I just feel, I feel like, like we have, like I eventually I might be on the same path that you were on because I feel like you for whatever reason, yeah. like I just, I'm going to have to work a little bit harder in life and I'm going to have to go through some more shit than maybe other people like, yeah, but, but like, but that's the fast track. Everyone has to do it. Eventually. It might be on your deathbed. Might be, but, but like at some point you have to take responsibility for your life. You have to take responsibility for the way you're responding to mm-hmm. what other people think of you. You have to own like, you know, if you're putting that much weight and letting that hold you back from living your truth and owning your truth, like that's your fault. Mm-hmm. That's mm. that's your fault. And that's powerful. That's when you can actually step into your power and say, oh, then I get to do something about this. If this is my fault, then I get to change it. Yeah. And, and it, and I swear to you, the money method will help you with that. Mind your own business, own your truth. Now is where your power is. Every thought matters. You choose happiness. Like I dive into this in my course in these like 20 minute, like in depth, I'm going to give, I'm going to gift it to you. You're going to have it tonight, but you will skip all the makeup stuff and go straight to the good shit, which is this stuff, because this is what is going to change your life. Mm -hmm. Because what other people think of you, Olivia, has nothing to do with you. Isn't that so freeing? It really is. It really is. And that's when you start living your life because you're not bound by like this worry of what people might think about you. I've almost cried like 57 times in the last hour. Can you believe we're not together drinking wine crying? Why are we I'm not pissed. like drinking together? I don't know. I'm so mad about it. You guys. Do you feel like, I'm not... can we get together? I will fly to Salt Lake just to I sit will with fly you, to you for an hour. I will too. Let's just do it. I, I, fly, I, I will do it because it means. No, I, it's funny because it's not like a, people always say like, is there like a villain um, squad and. You know, all the there villains. should be, there should Let's be, start one. there should be, there should, I, for me, I just have a respect for <laughs> villains and, um, I feel often in life I've met many villains from the show for whatever reason. And I've always felt like the villains are some of the most real, cool, authentic, raw people. And I've also met a lot of the America sweethearts who I think are also very cool, yeah. but there's something about a fellow villain yeah. that we, we just have a shared experience that I feel like a lot of the America sweethearts don't quite understand what the villains have gone through. Yeah. Um, I agree. I think that's so true. And, and it's, I hate the word, but in many ways, like it, the word is a defining uh, vocabulary kind of like 
I will never understand what it is to be loved by everyone from The Bachelor, just like America's Sweetheart will never understand what it's like to have your DM be filled with messages saying you should die and I hate you, you know? Well, and to put it into perspective, though, Olivia, like America's Sweetheart, what do you, I mean, there, it doesn't matter who you are. I like to think of Kelly Ripa, like Kelly Ripa, if you don't like Kelly Ripa, something is wrong, wrong with, with you. <laughs> and did you know there are people out there that don't like Kelly Ripa? Like it's if you it's don't like weird. Kelly Ripa, please email me. Like that's there's something wrong with you. <laughs> but but I think that we do. Like I think it's easy for us to say like, oh, if we were America's sweetheart, like even America's sweetheart has haters. Totally, we, they're they're all out there, and that's where. That's the perfect example of like what other people think about you has nothing like Olivia, think about it, has nothing to do with you because you could have 17 girls all watch the same episode and they're going to have 17 opinions about what they saw. Mm -hmm. And so whose opinion do you value? Who are you supposed to? Okay, so the person who thinks I'm an asshole is the person who thinks I'm cool. Is the person who thinks I'm funny is the person who thinks I'm dumb. Is the person who thinks I'm supposed to die? Yep. If I want to put value on that, yeah. I mean, but when you actually stop and think of those 17 people and what they're going through in their life, the history of what has caused them to be responding to you the way that they're responding, that has so much more significance. It's like okay, you don't like me because you think that I'm pretty and you have insecurities about who you are because you grew up with people. Do you know what I'm saying? Like when you put it all into perspective, it starts to make sense. And that's the reality of what's going on. And whether you're on a reality show or you're just living your life, like you're going to have 17 people who all saw you the same way and all have different opinions of you. And your job is to love yeah unconditionally and that is that yeah is- and I I do like I love women I, I think I've said it like every podcast I fucking love women I know every man. woman I don't care if you have a bitchy day if you have the nicest day in the world I love women and I just wish that every woman would grant the same kind of grace to other yeah. women as I do, you know, yeah, because yes. it's still sometimes I'll see mean comments and not even on mine, just sometimes like, you know, other people's photos and it's always women. And I just want to write and be like, can you just show some grace and some unconditional love? Because I feel that for you, I'm seeing a this horrible comment you're writing. And all I can think is like, what are you going through yeah. to make you have to write that to someone else? But Olivia, really stop and think about that person. Like when you are someone who is so flippantly making these comments on an Instagram page that are so ridiculous and mean and Mm -hmm. and really before you even respond to them, put yourself like what, what do you have, what has to be going on in your life Mm -hmm. that is so sad that that is your relief that doing that makes you feel better. You have to be dealing with really hard shit. And when you can put that into perspective and sit and and say like, 
oh my gosh, this person's suffering. This person is really struggling. You come at them with this, like, I am here for you. Anything you need. Like, it's this authentic, like, how can I help you? I love you. You are worthy. You are beautiful. You are perfect. Because no one who is truly, genuinely in alignment with love mm-hmm. is doing that. True. No one. Not only are you not doing it, you're not even on Instagram because you're too busy living, living. your life. Living. Enjoy <laughs> and love and happiness. And so it's all perspective. That's yeah. all it is, is just stopping and thinking like, oh, damn. I love how little I give a shit about Instagram lately. It really does make me really happy. Well, and I battle with Instagram so hard. Like I've been so up and down with it. And like, it's really hard to be in this world of like, it's a business. Mm-hmm. It just is. Like, Oh, absolutely. Especially for like, you. Well, for you too. I mean, it is. It's just like you, I like you have to think about it as like this business, but you also want to authentically be getting your voice out there, but you also don't want to be living on Instagram. And not not only that, I don't want to like preach that. I want people, I want to be preaching, like live your life, bro, Mm -hmm. like live your life. And so it's this hard balance of like, follow me and like everything I do, (laughs) like me comment, but also live in the present moment and don't put, don't be on your phone so much. It's that balance of like, it's just a whole episode just on that. Well, maybe we should, maybe we should start like a monthly episode. Cause I feel like we can go for three hours at this point. I know I'm serious. I have so much more to say. Okay. Well, (laughs) let's have a part two. (laughs) Uh, Two weeks from now, Michelle money. will be back. Everyone. Wait, what if we were to be in person? That would be even, I will fly to salt Lake. I vow in this moment. I swear to you. I like, will fly I just... to Salt Lake for our next podcast. Hold me would to it. Would you really? Yes. 100%. Oh my God. That would be so no, magical for me. Because it, it's also just so important to, to I just want to hug you, you know? I know. I need to just Crazy. like hold you in my arms. Can you believe you're 11 years younger than me? You're no, I really help. can't because it doesn't <laughs> so feel, bad. it doesn't feel like that. You know, I know it just doesn't we're just it's just soul we're soul thank sisters. god you asked Elon for my number I'm not Elon's biggest fan but <laughs> but I'll bless his heart he's yeah he, but he knows him. that so that's nothing he's, that he well, doesn't know <laughs> and that I honestly Olivia like I had to come to terms with Elon's role right yeah like I Elon is doing his job Elon is got hired to play a role, to do this thing that he is getting paid to do. And I think he does the best. But here's my question for you regarding Elon and his role. Yeah. Do you think he actually cares about you? I do. I do. Why do do you feel that way? Um, I don't know. I guess maybe I want to. I think Elon does. I don't know that like anyone else does. Elon and I have a history. Elon and I have been through a lot together and I think – because like we've we've done three different shows together mm-hmm. we like my dad passed away and he was like so there for me like mm-hmm. there's just but I don't necessarily think that he has that for everyone I don't know I don't know what it is I don't at the end of the day Olivia like 
he has a job and I get yeah. it. Like, no, I've do, said that. I, do I think he's lied to me? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Do I think that he's led me on? Absolutely. Do I think he's fed me full of shit? Absolutely. <laughs> but I also signed my life away mm-hmm. to this to this production of The Bachelor. And I have to take responsibility for that. Yeah. I signed up for it. I'm equally responsible for that. He's doing his part. I'm doing my part. At the end of the day, I'm grateful I did it. Yeah. And so whatever that is. I am too. No, it's just funny because he, we haven't spoken, me and Alon, but he did message a friend of mine or he was talking to a friend of mine or something and said, you know, I see you're hanging out with Olivia. I really do care about her, even though she doesn't like me. And I wanted to be like, I don't like you because I feel like you don't care about me. And even like a producer who I did feel close to texted me the other day. We hadn't spoken in a while and he doesn't work for the show anymore. But he said, hi, you've been on my mind. I've been thinking about you. Hope all is well. And I'm I still wanted to like throw my phone across the room and be like, you're fucking kidding me. Yeah. So you so here's the deal. You've got to work through that. I do. Because because there's no power in that. I know. And it's um, when you put it all into perspective, like you signed up for this shit, girl. I did. I just didn't. I know you didn't know none of how can you possibly know? You can't know. know, but you signed up for it. Not only did you. Would you would you change it? Yes and no. Yeah, I get that. Like, I wouldn't have been as trusting. I would have changed my naivete, if you yes. will. Um, I will say But I, I don't regret Bachelor- doing it. Yeah. When I went into Bachelor Pad, I was so different in my interviewing. Oh, I mean, I, I mean, if I did the show total- again, I would do it entirely different. I yeah, would know I mean- that, you know, an ITM... Elon will present it as this is your opportunity to really speak your mind. And it's almost like a therapy session. And that's why I went into it and I was like, all right, well, I need therapy. So let's just go yeah. balls to the wall. If I did the show again, I'd just be like, mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, and here's the deal. I'm not trying to make it sound like Elon isn't. Like there, there's equal responsibility on both ends. 100%. Like, there's this part of me that really genuinely wonders, like, how he sleeps at night. I do, too. And I think that there, I don't quite know how that works for right Trazodone, Ambien, but maybe Trazodone. But that being said, like I do think Elon cares. I think he cares more than cares more than maybe anyone else does. Maybe, um, but he's but, the only one who's ever tried to reach out since all of it. So, but he always reached out, and I felt like, what do you want? Yeah. You, when you can come at it from, um, like, uh, taking responsibility for your part of it, yeah, it would be interesting to see how you might soften your heart a little bit around it. And it might take, I think because I went on bachelor pad and he held up his end of the bargain. Right. Like, I think for me, it was like, okay, I can, I I can, thank you. You know what I'm saying? It's harder for me when I was like a one and done and there was no proving anything. Yes. It was just kind of like, okay, I'm done with this. And where do we go? Like, there's no reason for us to talk anymore. Right. Right. That would be, that would be hard. Like, I I don't don't see a reason now at all 
to be like, yo, Alon, what's up? Like, cause it's, right. it's something that I did and I, it's, I guess I've made peace with it and I know my role. Like I even said today to someone, I said, yeah, like I didn't do myself any favors. I gave them just as much as they took and vice versa. But like, I don't see a reason for me in this present moment to like ever have to reach out to them ever again. Right. Unless it's just, unless it's just for your own moving on. Maybe so. Maybe so. You know so. what I mean? Like I do, I do feel like there's some unresolved like anger and frustration sure. there that, that you will never get by having a conversation with them, but you can get it from taking responsibility for like, this is what you signed up for you. The contract said they can edit you however they want to. You True. signed the paperwork. You knew what you were getting into. You knew that there was that chance. You never think it's going to happen to you. No, you I think never, no, ever thought. But yeah. when you can use it and, um, and own it and then, and then see all the good that has come from it. Like Olivia, there are all these America's sweetheart girls that have been on whatever, all of the contestants who didn't have to deal with this stuff. No. Do you know how much they like, it's a missed opportunity because they're still caring so much about what other people think of them. Mm -hmm. But when you have the opportunity that we have to have to sit and look in the mirror and say, am I what everyone says I am? Am I the person that every, all these millions, 11 million, how many viewers are there? 11, yeah, 11 million. 11 million people think that I am an asshole. And so you have to look in the mirror and say, am I the asshole that 11 million people think I am? And that is such a beautiful moment when you can actually sit in that and say, you know what? No, no. I'm not. I know I'm not. Yeah. I know I am not that. So how do I stop putting so much weight on what 11 million people think of me? And I'll tell you what, the second you let go of that, the second you see how people are watching the show, Olivia, because they don't want to deal with their own life. Mm -hmm. People are watching the romance playing out because they don't want to deal with the fact that they want to divorce their husband. <laughs> like, yeah, it's very true. Yeah. And so, when you can stand in the fact in like, okay, if I was that escape for you in your life and made you feel a little bit better for maybe like an hour of your night, I would rather be that person than be the person who does not want to face the fact that they are in a miserable marriage. They aren't happy with who they are. They can't own their truth. They don't recognize that like they have power and value. Like they are, you know what I'm saying? Like you have to put it into perspective. Like now you you're really make are, me cry. Olivia, you are perfect exactly how you are. And if other people don't see that value in you, that is their problem. That is not your problem. And so when you take that on and you put weight in that and you, and you think that that's who you are and you live your life thinking like, everyone's looking at me, everyone's judging me, everyone thinks I'm that girl from The Bachelor. And instead, <laughs> you look at them and you love them. Yeah. You look at them and you smile at them. <laughs> you look at them and you say, I might be that person to you, but that has nothing to do with me. That has everything to do with you. And I can live my life knowing that like, I am a fucking badass. I'm doing amazing things with my life. I have bomb brows. 
Oh, I have like the most incredible career. Like I have done things. Do you know how many people get the, like, don't even get the opportunity to do what we've done? How many people would kill to be the villain on The Bachelor? (laughs) People would die to be the villain. It's very true. And so we did it. We (laughs) way to do it, sister. We've made it. God, like people would kill to be like just to get the opportunities, the life lessons, True. right? Like just to get that. That is what this life is about. It's not about like getting everyone's approval. It's about like, wow, I had the opportunity to learn. I have I've learned so much about myself. I've grown so much. I have been able to further my career. I've been able to really connect with people I never would have connected with before. I have so much opportunity. Like. I get the chance to like, you have this pot, this successful podcast where you get to be open and vulnerable and honest with yeah. women who are dying to know what No. So it's just a matter of really putting things into perspective. If you're someone And for those listening, if you are someone who has gone on an Instagram account, a YouTube account, a Twitter account, a comment board, and you have posted, and about anything that has everything to do with you and nothing to do with the person you wrote it about, Mm -hmm. nothing, because there's nothing like when you are not aligned with love, you are not aligned with your true source energy. That's not who you are. And that's not our job as the villain. Like we, you have to take responsibility for your vibrational frequency. Mm -hmm. And if you're vibrating in a place of, I need to be an a-hole to people. So I feel better. Like that's not my problem. That's not my problem. Bro, not my problem. Not my problem, bro. I wish this talk had come three years ago. Well, it came at the perfect time. It came at the, it really did. It came at a really good time. I I could talk to you for three hours. Um, well, let's just do it again. We'll do it again. Uh, let's okay. plug let's plug the money method one more time, and like well, where everyone can follow you and all. Yeah, just go to Michelle. Stuff. Just go to michellemoney.com. dot mm-hmm. Follow me on Instagram at michelle money and, um. You know, my, my, my real true passion is to help women stop caring about what people think of them. Yeah. Because that's when you step into your power and that's when you start living your authentic life. Mm-hmm. That's when you really start living, you know, so the money method will do that. And God. so take the master your money. Oh, and, and, and you use my code, say the code. Yeah. I didn't even oh, know yeah. I got a code. This is so you exciting. Got a code. <laughs> So ten dollars off when you use the code Olivia. I'm so excited! I everyone use my code. I didn't even use know that code. I had a code, <laughs> and I'm signing up right now. Um, Michelle, I love you, and I love you. Um, I hope that this is the beginning of a really great friendship. Yeah, and it is. You can text me, and Facetime yes. me, whatever you want to. I love it. And I'm I'm gonna order some Thai food now. Um, <laughs> and 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 I'll fly to Salt Lake. I vow right now I that I will fly you. to Salt Lake. ASAP okay, I to love just it. I like spend wait. a minute with you and I love you and Thank and I'm you. so grateful you for you and and I hope you guys enjoyed and I'm sorry that I weeped a little bit but it was coming <laughs> and I should have pulled my mic away when I was sniffing my boogers but I didn't you're so, so sweet Olivia anyway. you're so 
you're doing such amazing things <laughs> and women you. just love you. We need more of you. So just keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. I love, I love it. I love you. <laughs> okay, I'll text you in like five seconds. I'm just going to order Thai okay. food. Mwah. Love you. I ya. love you. Mwah. Bye.